Hello everybody, how are you all? Welcome to the show. I am Natalie Miller-Snell and you are listening to Seize the Day. It's fantastic to have you here. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Now, today I'm going to be focusing on how do we resolve conflict? And in order to explore that, I'm going to be looking at three areas. I'm going to be focusing on the drama triangle. I'm going to be looking at some emotional intelligence or just very briefly exploring that. And then some kind of tools that we can use in active situations to help us resolve an area of conflict or where we have challenge. So first off, looking at the drama triangle, not sure how many of you are familiar with it. It's a model that was generated by Stephen Cartman back in the 60s. And basically each point of the triangle refers to a character within this drama. So you have the rescuer, you have the persecutor and you have the victim. Or in this beautiful model of which I shall put the link in the show notes by the Conscious Leadership Group, they refer to the hero, the villain and the victim. Now, roll by roll, and you, you have a listen in now and see, um, see which one that you most identify with or see where you can see yourself in these roles or other characters in your life playing out these roles. So the hero, the, the rescuer in this situation, they're there, they give us temporary relief. They've, they've swooped in, they're going to fix it for us. But unfortunately, in fixing it for us, they actually perpetuate another one of the characters within the, in the triangle, the victim, because sub- uh, subconsciously, When we come in and we rescue and we say, I'm going to fix it for you, we're telling somebody that we don't believe they're they're capable of doing it in a subconscious way, so we're going to do it for them. So it perpetuates that cycle. It's temporary relief. We're not enabling anybody to help themselves. We're not enabling somebody, if they've got a problem, teaching them how to do it to then be able to resolve it themselves or guiding them that way. We're fixing it, temporary relief, and the hero feels value by being needed. Then when we move on to the the persecutor or the the villain, it's all about blame. They're all about finger pointing. It's your fault. It's my fault. I shouldn't have done stuff. That delicious word shouldn't that we need to put in the bin. I shouldn't have done this. I needed to have done this. It's your fault. It's not your best effort. Um, And then in a group capacity, they just didn't do it right. They just don't get it. They've, They've messed it up for all of us. So the villain and the persecutor is very much about allocating blame, nothing to do with them. Or if it is them, they really, you know, they're really finger pointing at themselves. So there's a blame everywhere. Then moving on to the final point in the triangle, the victim. The victim is at the effect of absolutely everything around them. They're at the effect of the the persecutor. They're at the effect of the hero. They're at the effect of the weather. They're at the effect of the economy. They're at the effect of things not going right. They're at the effect of someone else getting a job or being better. They're at the effect of road rage. You name it, that's what the victim is feeling. And as all of these characters perpetuate the cycle and each other's roles the villain making the victim the victim enabling the villain the hero making the victim the victim enabling the hero by you know seeking that kind of support so that's the drama triangle aspect of it conscious leaders and teams and individuals are very self-aware and they operate in a different way where they they change these roles around and they're slightly different different terms for them that actually support and build up individuals. So the victim becomes the creator. 
the victim finds responsibility and doesn't complain. They get involved. They feel more supported by folk around, but they're actually, they've got responsibility and they're accountable for what they're doing. The hero becomes the coach. The coach empowers creators, doesn't fix, doesn't need to, supports, asks questions, helps the creator do it for themselves. And the the persecutor, the villain, bless them, becomes the challenger. And we all need challenge in our life. The, The challenger enables breakthrough. No blame, but they maybe ask direct questions to get you to get to the answer for yourself. So they challenge you in a supportive way. And in this new framework, in this new cycle, as opposed to a pointy triangle, in this new circle, people feel supported, seen, valued, listened to, creative, engaged, energized, and really part of a great culture. So it's a beautiful aspect to it. And conscious leaders, teams, individuals, all are self-aware to enable this model. Now, when I talk about self-awareness, this comes on to emotional intelligence and how we and how we see and how we can, you know, respond in relationships and how we handle relationships. Now, Daniel um, Goleman has come up with this uh, emotional intelligence model, if you like. And I think there's four or five steps that he refers to in this cycle. And emotional intelligence, as I mentioned, is, is how well we handle relationships. So the first part is self-awareness. Knowing what we're feeling and why we're feeling it. So in any of those situations I just spoke about in the, in the triangle or in the supportive circle, what is it we're feeling and why are we feeling it? And then the second part is being able to self-regulate, self-manage ourselves. So handling perhaps distressing emotions, maybe you're being challenged in the, in the positive circle of team spirit and it's still bringing on some emotions, but it's knowing how to handle those. And knowing how to handle them in an effective way that doesn't, that doesn't knock us sideways, that doesn't cripple us. And learning that all of our emotions have a function and it's really important to embrace them. So that's kind of self-regulation and self-management and bringing that positive aspect to it once we've been able to regulate, understand and embrace what we're experiencing. The third part is to have empathy. It's to know and understand what somebody else is feeling. And that's critical in this new circle as opposed to the triangle where we're allocating blame, where we've got fear and it's just not a pleasant place to be. When we can understand and empathise with somebody, this helps in conflict and this helps in our emotional intelligence. And then the final part is to do with actually really being able to have skilled relationships and being you know, having good social skills and being socially aware. So this emotional intelligence aspect directly links to the former triangle, but perhaps the the more conscious leadership or conscious teamwork or conscious individual way of working where we've got a coach, we've got um, a creator and we've got a challenger. So much more supportive way of doing that. And then when you find yourself in this conflict, so you've, you, you understand the model now in terms of the, the triangle or I've got a good idea about it and how we can support and change that. Aware of how the emotional side of things for us might work and land in these situations. So when you find yourself in conflict, there's some really good tools that you can use just to look at the situation differently and help yourself, you know, come out of it or empathise and, and find the awareness and also to regulate emotions to create a more creative, engaging and supportive environment. So you can use the three chairs 
situation, which is where you put yourself, you, you know, you really take some time to think, put yourself in your own situation, you put yourself in the chair and the situation of the other person, and then you put yourself in the chair of somebody observing. And in each case, you can ask powerful questions for each individual when you're in your own space, when you're in the other space, and when you're an observer. What's going on here? What is it I'm saying and what is it I'm thinking and feeling? And you can ask those questions each time. So when you're in the, the, the somebody else's chair, what is it that they're thinking and feeling? What's going on for them? What is it you're saying? And then again, from the observer's point of view, really powerful questions to look at a situation slightly differently. Or you can be a fly on the wall. You can be observing what's going on. Really pay attention to the situation and the conflict that's happening or happened. So you can start thinking and looking at it through a different lens. What do you see going on in the room? What do you hear? What's truly being said without any filter on it? What body language can you see? What's going well? What's perhaps going badly? And in those situations, what's being said for both sides, for both aspects. And what do you feel by the end of the meeting? Either what do you think you're going to feel by the end? How do you want to feel by the end? And if the conflict's already happened, what did you feel by the end of it? What's going on? So it's a really great way to think about it as well, to bring conscious thought, conscious feeling into the moment to help resolve conflict. And then finally, when you're dealing with perhaps a difficult individual or somebody who's got really different personality traits to you and you struggle in that situation, so you feel conflict, really have a deep dive into these questions and ask yourself, if you've experienced conflict with somebody, what did you really experience with that person? Take it down to the root. What did you experience and what did you take from that? Don't add any spin to it. Don't add any personal meaning What truly happened through a very clear lens? What was going on there? What assumptions did you make? And from those assumptions, what conclusions did you draw as well? What kind of beliefs do you have about that person? And based on the beliefs that you have, what reactions are you having? So do your own beliefs decide, dictate how you react to the situation? So what's really going on without any, without any additional filters being added with clear lenses, what's gone on without any emotion added to it or any kind of storytelling, what went on? And then from that, how you can then approach the situation with a more inclusive coaching framework to both enable, have creators, be a coach or be a challenger within the situation for you. So I hope that helps. I hope it gives you food for thought. If you've tried any of these models before, if you're familiar with them, please drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. Or if you've had any experiences and you've used different techniques that have helped support you in any time of conflict, please let me know. I would love to hear. And please refer to the video in the show notes. It's a really great bit of animation that helps and supports us looking at the drama triangle slightly differently to help with conflict. And if you'd like to explore this some more, please come and join me at my Facebook group, Dare to Be You, or come and join us at Gap, where we explore this and many other topics in our group coaching sessions. So I hope you have a great week ahead and thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. Look after yourself. Keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to seizetheday.simplecast.com 
for all of my other shows. If you're interested to hear more about coaching, please visit nmscoaching.co.uk. If you'd like to chew the fat over some of the topics in these podcasts, please come and join me at my Facebook group, Dare to Be You. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening.